Hello and welcome to another edition of Open All Hours, a QPR podcast that's going to try and cheer you up and at the same time have some reasonable discussion about QPR without getting too... Dep- put Chris, the razor blades, put them down. No. <laughs> and it, yeah, we're joined by Chris Charles. I remember him. I remember you, Chris. You used to be on this quite a lot. Yeah. Hi. Nice, nice to see you back, big yeah, man. Yeah, great to be back. What have you been up to? Um, bits and bobs. Been over to your... Home city a couple of times doing boxing stuff and um, I've I've joined a band for the first time in over twenty years hilariously. Hey, whoa 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 yeah. what? Oh no! This yeah. is a midlife crisis surely. Yeah. yeah. You've joined. What are they called? Well, at the moment they're called Doom Boy, but that could change. And what sort of band is it? Well, I mean, my sort of. This uh, is fantastic news. My, <laughs> my roots are sort of in punk rock, as you probably no. know. So your Dead Kennedys T-shirt, I would never guess. No. Um, Although it's not really that. But anyway, yeah. So I am I am singing and I've got four properly. You're the singer? Yeah. yeah. I'll get out of here. I know, I know. Watch this eagle take off. No. Uh, do you reckon you'll make it? No. Okay. Okay, <laughs> moving on. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Anyway, I think you're a natural. Uh-huh. Elton John, rest easy. Yeah. Um, Steve Sears, good to have you back on. Fellow yeah. Indie Oz person, how are you? Oh, not so bad, thank you, Finney. I think we're the only people on it. No, no, we're not. Um, you're not so bad, huh? Uh-huh. You, you, did you go Saturday? Yes, unfortunately. So don't come in here and say you're not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just well, a, I, wanted, I was going to slip my wrist, but no, no it's, it's okay. <laughs> that's the second reference. And back after a wee few weeks of rest, recuperation, back in his home city, hometown, home country, wherever you were in the States, Rahul. Welcome back, Rahul. Thank you, Paul. Back yeah, from New York. Right, is, that, is that your home city? Uh, well, I tell people I'm from New York, but I'm really from New Jersey. Um, it sounds a lot more interesting, but yeah, I'm actually from New Jersey. To be honest, I do that. I'm really from Ralph Cool, but I tell everyone from East Belfast. <laughs> Absolutely no different whatsoever. I just like to play games with their minds. Right, today. Uh, so how, how was New York, by the way? Was it cool? Yeah, it was good. It was good. I, I met up with the QPR New York City guys, so that was, that was a pretty fun uh, experience, and minus the actual match itself, uh, but it was nice meeting those guys. You always think that a good day out, the football kind of gets in the way sometimes, doesn't yeah. it? It really does. Um, you haven't joined a band or gone through any midlife crisis because you're too young? Yeah, not yet. Quarter-life crisis, maybe. I think it's great that Chris has done this. So all you people there, don't give up on your dreams. <laughs> Even if you're in the throes of midlife, yeah. keep dreaming. Right, we're going to go now and straight away speak to Tony Thorpe because we've only got a limited time to talk to him and I'd like to have a wee bit of a catch-up with him. So we're going to talk to him and then we'll discuss the game on Saturday. Hey Tony, how are you doing? Yes, I'm really good, thanks. How are you? Not bad. Uh, the last time we spoke, you were trying to get out of Luton uh, without, right. without anyone spotting you, now. weren't you? Yeah, I, I'm trying to get, I was trying to get out of Luton and now I'm trying to get into Notts County, so I'm not having much luck, am I? Oh yeah, what, what, what are you at Notts County for? I'm watching uh, Crawley for Motherwell today, so I'm just doing a bit of scouting. Okay. Is that your sort of main... Um, you, the... <clears throat> no, it's not my main job, no. I'm a recruitment consultant. Okay. Um, my day job, and then I do a bit for Motherwell. Still c- kind of heavily involved with, with the football side, so... Do you miss um, competitive football? That's probably a silly question, I know, but... Um... Yeah, I mean, I still play the old charity game. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I'd have to say, of course, I was at QPR a couple of weeks ago watching Bristol City, and you know, you kind of wish that you were still out there, really. And what's that feeling like to some to us guys who haven't played football when it gets to the stage, and that's what you've wanted to do since you were a kid. You played it all your life, and then suddenly you realise you just you, you just not can't compete at a, a competitive level anymore. Yeah, it's it's kind of a culture shock, really. Um, when it kind of stops, I'll tell you something. The, since I've been retired, which was probably seven or eight years ago, um, it's it's gone so quick, and then all of a sudden, looking, I'm kind of looking up to fifty years old now. It's ridiculous, really, because I'm forty four in April. Wow. So it's just time just flies by, and you just wonder where it's gone. So yeah, it's a bit of a culture shock. But, but I mean, you must. Would you wish you'd been born twenty years later so you could have, you know, uh, reaped the rewards retired. of the football gravy train? <laughs> yeah, could have retired exactly. Yeah, um, no, not really, because you, you, your, your football, your football career is not. It's it's sort of planned out for you, really, isn't it? You know, the path's kind of there for you to follow, whatever year you were born. And I had the best time ever, and and the guys that are involved now are financially far superior than anybody else but you can't you can't look at it like that because 20 years before me they could be saying the same things so no uh, no regrets on on the financial side it's just one of those things um motherwell isn't that steve craigan's team um steve robinson is no, the manager there yeah, but steve craigan's um involved in them as well isn't he i think he is yeah. yes steve, um, both northern irish <laughs> yes they are you've yeah. got it spot on uh, yeah. robbo's northern Ireland, Ireland. so you'd know him very 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 well well, Michael O'Neill's not going to Scotland. I'm very happy. Anyway, yes, I bet you are. I bet you are. Yeah, exactly. But listen, to, go back to when you joined QPR from um, Luton. It didn't go down too well, did it? No, <laughs> no, it didn't, it didn't go down very well at all. It was. Um, I, I kind of explained the situation last time I was with you guys mm. that it was caused a lot of mayhem between the fans. Um, I'm not invited back to the club these days too much, so you surprise um, me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's it's nice because I get invited back to Bristol City and QPR. Um, so you know, with fond memories, I had great times there. So um, it's just one of those things. Um, you know, if they want to, if they want to hold a grudge against me for, for 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 leaving for QPR, then so be it. But you know what? To be fair, I'm not saying this, Tony. We didn't really have a great relationship before that, anyway. So no. you kind of brought yourself into the QPR family <laughs> completely the right way. Um, whereas, of course, um, I was, uh, you know, I, I know they used to sing a, a song for Kevin Gallon at Luton, which wasn't very nice about QPR as well. So. I don't yeah. think they, 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 they. I don't think they like us. We don't like them. And well done and pissing them off because it made my day that day. When we, when we, when we signed you from them, and I knew that there was all these Luton fans absolutely devastated. I was happy as Larry. Yeah, it. Um, a lot of people have said that to me, especially supporters. I don't. I mean, it goes back. I think it goes back to the eighties, doesn't it? Where there's a lot of rivalry between the two teams. Um, and it carried on and carried on, and all I did is just tip them over the edge. I think by <laughs> by going to QPR at the time under administration and so on and so on. So, yeah, it's it is one of those things. But we all move on, and I kind of laugh about it now. 
So do we. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. I bet you do. Hi, hi Tony. Uh, my name's Steve. Um, yeah, I was kind of dancing around the office today when I heard that you were on, on, on tonight because uh, I was sort of singing to myself, we've got Tony Thorpe. And uh, yeah, I've got, to, I've got to thank you as well for uh, giving, us some, giving us something to stick it to Luton about. That was, that was really, really good fun. Um, you, you had a great time at, at QPR, even though it wasn't, it wasn't a particularly long spell with us, I seem to remember. But who, who was your, your favourite strike partner? Who did you like playing with? Um, probably, probably Kev Gallen, really. Um, very similar players, me and him, very low gravity, not you know, the tallest. Um, but a mixture between him and Paul Furlong. You know, you you couldn't complain who you you kind of partnered really. Um, Ollie used to play Kev on the left and put me up front and then change it around, so on and so on. But it was good times. Um, the, the, the fans have fond memories of from that time, and that's the reason why um, they still remember it. Two thousand three, two thousand four, I think it was, um, because it was such a great year for us um, on and off the pitch um, under the circumstances financially as well. Uh, Tony, from what you've seen in the current side, who, who do you think our best striker is? Uh, and should we play one or two up front? Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I've been and watched a few times. and I've, I've, Obviously, Mackie's been injured, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, but he's somebody that I quite like, but he's coming to the latter end of his career. But when he's fit, he's, not, he's somebody that I like. I just think that they're so inconsistent at the moment that he's obviously swapped it around on the odd occasion and he can't quite work out his, his best strike force, which is difficult. Um, but, you know, all in all, you have to put things in respect to QPR are, are where they are. They're going to be a mid-table team this year. Financially, they just can't compete with the other teams. And I think you've just got to be realistic these days. If, you, if you're mid-table, then it's a good season. Okay, and I just wanted to ask, I mean, you as a player, um, I think you, if I've got the right stats, so you got 14 goals in 38 in the first season, which is a great strike weight, um, and then one in 16 the second. And now Connor Washington is one of our strikers. He started the season on five or two against Reading and then three in his next 29. How do you account for that sort of dip in form? Well, mine was a bit different. First season, I shared the centre-forward spot with Paul and Kev, which were two great players, and ended up contributing to promotion second year I got injured against Watford second game of the season and missed a big chunk of the season so it kind of wasn't really down to me for lack of goals second second year it was more just it was more lack of games and and obviously um you know not playing and and getting injured was a combination that I I struggled with really um it wasn't like I played 40 games and struggled I think I only played a handful um so yeah, a, a mixture. Um, and with with the Connor Washington question, like I say, I mean, he started the season on fire and then just went on this massive drought. But it, it can happen. It didn't happen too many times for me in my career, thankfully. But 20, I don't think I ever went twenty nine games without. Is it twenty nine? I think so. Um, again, uh, unless if I've got the got the, got the oh sorry, three in his next twenty nine. Beg your pardon. Beg yeah, your pardon. three. That's... Yeah, I, I look back in my career and. I, uh, fun memories, and I don't think I've ever gone twenty something games without goal. Um, I was quite lucky that my ratio was one in every two, but I never really went. I think the longest I went was about seven or eight for Bristol City, yeah. where I was a, a, a regular, you know, where playing every single game, and um, I always remember it with fun memories because we, we beat Reading away from home, 
Mm. And I went to head it and it hit me on the chin. <laughs> I looked <laughs> over the keeper. So, you know, I was snatching at things and, and obviously being a bit impatient in front of goal. And uh, that can happen for these strikers. But as soon as one goes in, normally the next couple do follow. But it's such a tough level, that championship. Now, he could go another 10 without a goal, and that's just how it is. It's not easy for the lads, are they? Um, no, it's not. What was I going to say to you? What's your favourite memory of um, of QPR? Was it um, Kevin Gallon's constant playing as Simple Minds or something from Ian Holloway? What, what, what did you take away from the club? Um, the, the, the promotion year as a whole. Um, individual moments, probably... Um, some great ones have been on away, especially after I got a brace um, against Chesterfield and he had that famous quote about taking a lady out. <laughs> um, oh, God, yeah. Buying her a drink, so on and so on. That was after my goals, which was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. But so many great memories. Gareth Ainsworth being a complete lunatic day in, day out. <laughs> in so what way? That was just, oh, just, just, just a rock star. He weren't a footballer. He was a rock star with a pair of football boots on. Um, <laughs> But uh, we just we just had a, a major balance. We just had a major balance to to the squad. Um, it's all right. I'm just telling somebody where we're sitting. Uh, yeah. Oh. Anyway, I just got there. Um, so yeah, we had a great balance with Rowley, Birchie, Kev Gallen, Furs, experienced players. We had Danny Shitter at the back, and we just had a great, great team spirit along with some really good footballers and and that's why we were successful um, and Kenny Jacket deserves a lot of credit that year as well because he was, he was brilliant Kenny one of the best coaches I've ever had um, and I've had 25 managers in my career so that <laughs> says a lot mm. about Kenny Was that just um, your time at QPR? That, <laughs> yeah I tell you what you wouldn't, you wouldn't do uh, anything wrong if you came back but he's obviously at Portsmouth isn't he at the moment Yeah him and you were at Portsmouth um, I think But Kenny was brilliant in a lot of, lot of discipline and structure and I really enjoyed playing under Kenny he, he didn't get the credit that he deserved through that, that club at that time moving in the right direction He's, He was very tight with the Institute as well big time Yes he was yeah really really enjoyed working with Kenny and every time I see him at games he's always very complimentary of of me as an individual and what my career was like you forget sometimes don't you you know how quickly it goes and, and people forget you um, which is sad really but well, we don't forget you, mate. Um, I was just going to say, we're playing Bristol City this Saturday. Obviously, a club you, you, a club you know very well. Are you surprised by their success this season? They're playing now, I think. They're yeah. yeah, I mean, I think this will be a tough game for Bristol Saturday. Normally, if you'd have asked me a month ago, I'd have fancied Bristol against QPR. But, you know, they've got a tough game tonight. They've just come out of a defeat against Norwich at home. Um, Ollie will be, obviously, he'll get his normal stick from the Bristol fans, um, <laughs> which, will, which will wrap you know, rouse him up even more. Um, I think QPR will get something there on Saturday. I really do. Oh, interesting. I do, yeah. I just think that this will take a lot out of them mentally and physically tonight, yeah. Bristol City. And it looks like Villa and Derby have got some momentum. So the pressure's on Bristol on Saturday, and I just think that QPR could get a point. I'll take that right now. Do you know that? I would, I would take that. They don't... They don't really relate to Ian being a gas head, do they? They don't seem to like that for some reason. No, they don't like him, full stop. <laughs> did, you, did you ever play in one of them derby matches, Tony? Yeah, I scored the winner live on Sky, uh, Bristol Rovers, Bristol City. Are they pretty tasty? Um, oh, brilliant. Full house Christmas it was, live on Sky, and we beat 3-2 and I got the winner that day. So I go 
down in fond memories with the Bristol City fans as well. So, um, again, had a had four fantastic years there, and I hold that club in high regard as I do with my two years at QPR. Did they play the Wurzels in them days when you came out? <laughs> yeah, me up front. I was probably a Wurzel. <laughs> <well. laughs> um, he ruined me joke. <laughs> Last you, Toddy. Like, uh, the, Wurz- the Wurzels were probably quicker than me, to be fair. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. But, right, uh, t- sorry, Toddy, go on. Yeah, no, yeah, carry on, mate. I was just about to say, like I said, I've got a sore throat, so I do apologise. I think it'll be. I think um, I was going to go to the game Saturday because I went to the QPR Bristol game the other week, the one-all game, Mm. which I thought QPR played really, really well, and it was never a penalty and probably should have won the game. Mm. Um, And I I, I think this will be a tight affair as well. And uh, after that defeat against Middlesbrough last week, he's going to be looking for a response, Ollie. And I, I do think they'll get. I think they'll nick something on Saturday. Nice one. I hope you're right, big man. Well, Tony, I know yeah, your I game, so. the game you're at's about to kick off, mate, and it and, yeah, and we, we we want to rest your voice a bit. So, um, thanks ever so much for Honey talking to Honey and Limsep, Tony. Honey and Limsep. <laughs> My mum's words, bad. I know. I know. I've had a sore throat all day. I was kind of dreading talking to you because I thought you. Earlier on, I'd lost my voice, but I got it back. But listen, guys, it's great talking to you. I wish you all the best and uh, hopefully get a good result Saturday. I've got to sit on the fence. I, was, I got I got a draw right a couple of weeks ago, and I think it'll be a draw Saturday as well. And next time you at Rangers, come down to the pub for a pint, big man. I'd love to. I'd love to, and I will do. Lovely. Good man. Take good care, man. mate. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks for your time, fella. Bye-bye. 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 I didn't thank him enough for pissing off Luton. <laughs> anyway, what a lovely fella. Um, just sorry, um, it just shows you how different footballers are. Then so he's, he's right because I suppose if you're playing that generation, you, you think that well, 20 years ago they were a lot less, and now you see players going to Man United to finish 12 points behind City, getting half a million pound a week. Yeah, insanity, Crazy, insanity. Raise, okay. So Saturday, uh, do you know what? I'm kind of thinking if it was a, if it was two games that summed up QPR season, it's Burton's and then it's Middlesbrough. But then Burton went and lost by a lot at Fulham. So you kind of think, oof, full stones and all that. So Chris has got notes, so let's go to Chris first. Okay, I've only got notes because I don't, can't remember things, um, basically, So which doesn't bode well for lyrics and stuff. But anyway, be I'm, grand. Not, I'm not going to talk about that anymore. Michael um, Stripe did it for years. Well, I think the first thing to say is that Forrest, you know... Uh, Forest. Let me start again. See, I can tell I've been I away for a while. I would go out today. Middlesbrough, um, you know, they're a decent side. Uh, I think they started in ninth, which they didn't look like a team in ninth. Maybe it's the Pulis effect. Um, but if if transfermarket.co.uk is correct, they spent fifty million this season, including fifty million on on uh, Longa. That was the Forest link. That's what threw me there. Um, so they should be beating us, really. Um, but at, at the same time, for the first fifteen minutes, I thought we looked pretty decent. Um, we had the, the thunderbolt um, from Robinson that wasn't too far away. Um, but then we gave away a sloppy goal at the corner. Uh, I actually th- people are divided on Furlong, but I, I think Furlong had a decent game. But the, but you say for the opening goal, he could have done a bit better for that. Um, and from then on, it was just men against boys, uh, and they, they they looked like a foot taller than us across the pitch. I don't know if that was actually true. And I, I, I just think with QPR, what was noticeable is that the, the Middlesbrough, when they broke, they broke with pace, they broke with urgency. We don't seem to have that urgency when we get the ball. We sort of dither about with it and. Yeah, I, 
Uh, I mean, I, I know we're not going up, we're probably not going down, um, but what I would like to see is just sort of establish some sort of pattern of play mm. where the ball doesn't spend 70% of it in the air. That's uh, a fair But I was saying that all Middlesbrough did. I mean, I know everyone says that they spent all this money, but at the same time, they've just sacked the manager. They're kind of not doing so well. They lost, lost a last home game. But all they did was stick two guys in the midfield and beat us up in midfield, basically. That's how I seen the game. They were just spreading the ball out left and right, and they were coming at us in fours and and fives at times, and we just couldn't cope with that. They they pretty much had a game plan that we couldn't cope with. Steve? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm rather intimidated by Chris's notes, actually, <laughs> which is uh, a bit scary. Welcome but, um, to the world of a dyslexic. <laughs> the, um, I think Pulis is making a big difference on uh, to, the, to the Borough side. I've got a I've got a colleague at work who's a is a big Borough fan and uh, he, he was he was waxing lyrical about Poolish yesterday and I you know and, and I think uh, if it had been a few months ago he wouldn't he probably would have called him all of the names under the sun I think Poolish is one of those managers if he's doing well for you he's brilliant and otherwise he's uh, uh, a disgusting a disgusting manager with an awful awful football philosophy like Neil Warnock basically <laughs> I mean I think I just think. I've got my doubts about Holloway, but he just really wasn't very lucky in one sense in that people have been screaming for him to play a settled side. He played exactly the same side uh, against Borough as he did against Burton. And it, you could tell quite quickly that it, you know we were just not getting any traction uh, up front at all. Um, and I felt, I felt a bit sorry, really, for, for, for uh, Ote. He ran around, he tried... He didn't look very strong in places, but you know he did make a few passes, and I think that thing about Lynch going up front was um, just to avoid uh, hooking Ote before half time, which you can imagine would have been pretty embarrassing for the lads. So um, I think I can forgive that, but I just I just think we were just completely outplayed by a a team that was really well drilled, really well organised. They everyone knew their role, um, and. And and that Adama Traore was was just playing out of his skin, wasn't he? That was his first ever goal. I mean, yeah, I can't believe yeah, it. it's abs- absolutely incredible. But then, if anyone needs a gift, then we're we're always ready to provide it. Um, yeah, it's just so you, you can get so down on QPR at the moment, um, and a lot of people are if you if if you look on Twitter, and um, you know Holloway's getting a lot of stick and. I, I really, I really can't see an awful lot changing in in mm. in, in the short term unless and, and unless we find some unearth some absolute treasures in the transfer market in the next week or so. I just can't, I just can't see where what, inspiration is going to come from. Why, why do you play Ote? Why do you start with him? If, if, if you know, I mean, okay, you can't tell how he's going to fare against Middlesbrough. I don't really see the logic. And what, what, what's happened to Silla? Is he, are they preparing to sell him? Is he in the wilderness? Mm. I, 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 Lord, yeah. nice. I mean, I think Holloway is in a tough situation, and I think a lot of it stems from the fact that he tinkered so much at the end of last season, and that's still we're all kind of scarred from that. Because if he plays a different side, everyone gets upset at him for changing up the team. But if he plays the same team, it may not be appropriate for the opposition. So the side you play against Burton is very different than the side you play against uh Against Burrow, mm-hmm. against the way I think about it, generally is from open play. You can kind of approach the attack in three ways. You can go with the hyper physical direct football, which is bringing on Smith. You can play with a with kind of a speed setup where you want guys running behind the defense. That's what we did last week with Ote and 
and Washington. That's what we tried against uh, Borough. Or you can kind of try to thread the needle with some more technical players. I think against Borough, the, the speed is not going to be effective because the second you go down, everyone knows what Pulis does. He drops men deep. And those guys are not going to be able to run behind the defense because they play so deep and they're, they're coming with the counterattack. So I thought, you know, it might have been a good match for perhaps uh, Easy, who has a little bit of that technical uh, class in the final third, one-touch, two-touch type of football. And I thought bringing on Samuel at the beginning of the second half was, was a bit of a head-scratcher because I hate to criticize a young player, but he has a very, very poor first touch. He can improve that, but his speed is essentially neutralized by a team that's playing very, very deep up 2-0. I thought Easy would have been a better substitution. So it's a tricky situation where... If you think about it, Holloway actually has played a settled side, or at least a settled formation. We've gone with the 3-5-2 the entire season. And he should be entitled to change some little pieces depending on the against the opposition. But if he does that, it's the usual suspects on Twitter come out and just hammer him for changing you know, a player or two. And I think it's a tough, he's damned if he does or he's yeah. damned if he doesn't. So would you stick with 3-5-2 then? Oh, well, I, I don't think that 3-5-2 is, is a good setup because I don't think Bidwell is, is, is good enough as a wing back. And I think uh, we have Zolak, he's playing as a right wing back. That doesn't really work. I think, I think we'd probably be better off with a, maybe a 4-2-3-1. Um, that's what I would like to see. But, I mean, I can see why he doesn't want to change it now. We're like halfway through the season, so it seems like he has a settled formation. Would you boys have Pav in the side? And there's talk, isn't there, Dave McIntyre, West London Sports, saying that you know, it could be on his way. And I mean, you can't blame him in a way, can you? I think, to be honest with you, I think a lot of people are going to be in the way because we haven't marched on as we thought we were going to do. People haven't. Bidwell sort of is spluttering and splattering and he's still finding his feet. Probably not helpful. Yeah. He, he's a good left back. He's actually a terrific left what about back. Four, what about the old-fashioned 4-4-2? I grew that up in that. would not be nice. And I just think for a confidence building, maybe go back to that for a wee while. Um, <clears throat> play wingers as wingers. Play forwards as forwards. Lynch up front, I've got to disagree with you. I just could not believe my eyes. No, I couldn't. Shades just, of George Santos. Oh, George it? Santos. It, it was a wee bit like that. And it's also kind of like, wow. And then you're kind of thinking, so you're working all week and you're ending up with Lynch up front in a game like this. That can't be and you thought see, out. You said about Ote saying it was it was probably sparing from hooking him you know, beforehand, but surely it's going to do more to demoralise him to see that he's resorted to put a defender up front. It's, um, I, I don't know with these youngsters. I mean, Chair comes in, Chair goes out. You know, plays two. He's plays two games, and then he then he just disappears. I hope he doesn't do the same with Easy again. I mean, I, I credit to him for playing the youngsters, but sometimes you've got to give him a bit of a, a run in the team. Like Furlong was, you know, I know he's injured for a bit, but played a few times, and I, I definitely take have Furlong in the side. You just to pick up on the point about about Joek, um, I I thought he was going to be pivotal this season, and mm. it just really hasn't happened, and. Um, you know, I've seen a few people saying that you know, as a as a wing or even as a wing back, he he lacks a trick and he's got plenty of pace and plenty of, plenty of huff and puff, but he, you know he doesn't have a a trick to come inside or turn uh, you know t- turn a defender. I think it's such a shame because I think he's got so much potential, but uh, I just I just worry it's one another of these players that's just not going to fit into our system. Yeah, but and he's not going to do it for us. To be honest with you, to me, he's old fashioned. He's head down, runs, pass, but there's no one to pass to. And we're we're taking this... I mean, if you're going to play a Pulis side, you don't go route (coughs) one, because that's insane. It it doesn't make sense to me. We played Burton and we went around and we did really nice intricate passing. We we did everything properly. We went back to route one on Saturday. That's what threw me. It wasn't so much losing 3-0. It's like, 
We obviously played a certain way against Burton, right, it was Burton, but it seemed to work better. Washington was a much better player when, he, when he's running onto the ball and when he's taking players, defenders out. And then there's someone going in the middle. But, you know, you can't, you can't ask a, a 19-year-old kid to, to, to read the game that well as they expected. I mean, he done well at Burton to get the goal. And we've got to, but you're right, when you start hooking them like Bright Samuel, you bring him in, you bring them out, you bring Cherry, you bring him out, it, it, it hurts their confidence. But then saying that, you've got to also see the other side, which is our social media side, which means they get absolutely hammered if they do anything wrong. These kids are getting absolutely keened on yeah, social media. And exactly. That, and that's, I just don't get that. It's like, you know, Stuart Pearce didn't turn into Stuart Pearce overnight and all this sort of thing. Players don't become world-class overnight. They have to, like everyone, we have to earn a trade. Yeah, right, he brings us nicely. Well, we should talk a wee bit more about the Bristol City game. Um, Bristol City game, we'll, we'll do that in a minute. We'll talk about the Middlesbrough game. Do you know what really annoyed me about Middlesbrough? And it's happened too many weeks in my leg at night. We're not testing keepers enough. And it's starting to really get to me. No, and that first 15 minutes, we, you know, we, did, we did do quite well. But it was all sort of tippy-tappy stuff. And we just didn't really get a shot on target. I know um, Robbo, Robbo had a great shot with yeah. his left foot, didn't he? And that was fantastic. That would have been an absolute scream. And a diving header as well. Yeah, but we just, we, we're just not getting enough chances. What is it? What's the answer? What's the solution? What are we missing that's still in front of us that we can't see? Is it wingers? Is it wingers to provide the bullets for the strikers? Um, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know if it... It's so difficult because there's... And I can totally understand it because we've, we've almost... We've got this problem which is I suppose a good problem is you've got the three midfielders who are obviously very decent and he doesn't want to break that up and you can understand that but equally uh, apart from uh, Freeman the, the other two aren't really you wouldn't say they're creating that many chances um, I mean is it worth just experimenting with another maybe maybe when we're safe and, and, and try out a different formation yeah, I think I think Freeman and I saw this a little bit in the Burr match which and I know people said he didn't have a great game I thought he was actually all right it's it's tough when he's doing some of the defensive role and he's not a little bit further up the pitch and maybe that's the answer is just pushing him up where he can unlock the the kind mm. of strikers. But uh, I, I did see it a few times, especially in the very beginning of the match where Washington was getting pretty decent service and he was turning pretty effectively. And, and Washington, to his credit, actually has developed a pretty nice first touch. But then he would play a ball to Ote and I think he overhit maybe the first two or three balls and it's just we lack that bit of incisiveness in the final third, and and maybe maybe Ezzy is the solution because he does seem to kind of have a a lot of arrogance and and technical flair on the ball, and maybe he should be introduced into the side. But it's tough with the with the way we're set up now to think about where he'd actually play. Well, it's interesting because what, what, what I take out of the Middlesbrough game, which I didn't really think about before, was. That midfield, the pressure on them every game is is building because everyone expects something from Mass or from Freeman, Scarns, just going around doing what he does. But I noticed that, that Mass and Freeman seem to be having a wee bit of a discussion, shall we say, for most of the game. And that looked pretty heated at times as well. So obviously frustration is building. But like, it's like what you say, Chris, we're not going to get relegated. We're not going to win the league. But what we've got to do, because... Did anyone get that message today about get your season ticket for next season? No. No, I didn't, actually. Oh, I got a message. I don't know if it was some kind of weird thing. or what, Maybe I've read it wrong. But I, 
I got a message saying you can actually now get your season ticket for next season. Have I got that wrong? Have I read that email wrong or something like that? For the last couple of seasons, I know the club has wanted to be issuing that. Yeah, I think that's a Lee Hoos thing, isn't it? To try and yeah, which Uh, that's fair enough. I haven't finished paying for this one yet. No, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) But anyway, maybe do you know? Maybe it's me living in a parallel universe. I I tend to do sometimes. But I'm I'm kind of thinking I would like. Now this is what I would throw open to you guys. I'd like to see some serious price reductions for walk-ups and start filling that ground. Yeah. We'd, we'd, we've got two or 3,000 empty seats most weeks now, and the football is, is not going to inspire people to come in no. week and we go, we need to do something. Any ideas, chaps? Play better football? <laughs> I mean, before, before coming on to ideas, I, I just feel that, like, talking to, to my friends um, who go down the ranges, that there's a lot of people who are just severely hacked off right now, and... There's a lot that are hacked off with Holloway. There's a lot that are hacked off with Les. There are lots of that are hacked off like with with Tony. There's, you know, and it feels like the club has been kind of hanging on for some, really, you know, some good news to to, to launch this uh, season ticket campaign on, and it just hasn't come. They probably thought they probably thought the Burton game was well, hey, let's 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 get the message out there, uh, and then we go and get tonked by Borough. But um, I just I, there's this real feeling of um, I think weariness in the in the support that, um, like I said earlier, I, I mean I can't see where change is coming from in the short term, and um, I think I think just think a lot of fans are just like really fed up. I don't know what other people yeah. think, but I've, I, I, I've actually found it. It's two thousand eighteen nineteen season tickets go on sale soon. Season ticket holders follow this link now for action required. Mm. I think those are just Russian hackers trying to get <laughs> credit card details. But good luck, there's nothing <laughs> in there. Lads. If you get yeah. if you get my credit card, please just enjoy your your mints. That's all you can afford. Yeah. The other thing is is that you, I, I'm, anyone who knows me probably knows that I'm not the biggest fan of Tony Fernandez in the world. But you don't say. Uh, but he's, he's like, I, I just pulled up his tweets from, uh, from from I think they were from Sunday Saturday night. It's disappointing yesterday, but we we made one mistake and just didn't take our chances. Was that all we lacked? Mm. Um, manager is trimming his squad, which is good, and we have five academy players being blooded in. Okay, fair, fair news. Uh, I'm limiting myself on QPR tweets. Huh. Um, very frustrating seeing short-termness of certain fans. Uh, That's a bit ironic. It, well, it, it is. It is rather, <laughs> isn't it, given the way that we th- we threw money at it over the last over the last six years. I, I just, I've said it before and I, people will probably think I'm very boring, but uh, he, Fernandez just keeps saying the, the same old things time and time again in the hope that some people are going to believe it. And some people do believe it and you know, we're all free to believe what we want to believe. But, but I just, uh, I just find it, I just find it very irritating and very divisive. It just seems to cause more arguments than is worth. Yeah. I, I do agree though with, with the sentiment that he's saying that there is a short termism in, in the fan base insofar as we're not going up. Well, we're not even going to get close to the playoffs and we're most likely not going down. So we're going to lose matches and win matches and we can't treat every win like it's, you know, we've, we've won the, you know, won the FA cup and we can't treat every loss as if we're getting relegated. And that is unfortunately the reality when we lose, it's like the world is ending. That's football. That that is football, but it's, but there's losing and there's losing. I, I understand the financial constraints. I understand the need to be patient. But under Hasselbank, that was like put you to sleep football, and you you know you you spent you know twenty minutes thinking what what the hell am I doing here? And when Holloway came in, okay, we were losing some, but 
we were playing better football. It was more exciting. It was get, but now it's just it's gone. It's gone back to that 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 state of affairs where you're just spending half the time looking up in the air. And uh, I, I, yeah, that, that that I think that's what jars people off as much as anything else. Jars your neck, bit the kiss. One of, one of, one of yeah. the big big things that I, I've been hearing recently is oh well over the last few months has been well the, the football's so much better in the Holloway than it was under JFH, yeah the, the 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 stuff under JFH was absolutely turgid but actually recently uh, the stuff what, in the yeah, Holloway exactly. hasn't been too clever exactly. at all. In fact, we might as well get George Santos back. You know, hey, hey, please, please don't. <laughs> Right, but, pretty much from a Mick Hill Beck. Yeah. Um, now you're right. I mean, what I don't understand is that if if we lose games, people are are, are tweeting Bircham and having a go at him. And Bircham works for Holloway. Holloway is his Bircham boss. What's he got to do? You know, it's just it's just madness. And I even seen that people were were, were digging out um, Ian Taylor the other day, which is quite bizarre. Although I put that down to Tony Fernandez saying that Ian Taylor um, is his um, <laughs> was well, his sounding board. So yeah, I'm it, sure Ian Taylor was thrilled when he read that. Yeah, yeah, I bet that put no pressure on him at all. Like, no. but I think it just shows you that I, I think. But then you know, how much do you take Tony Fernandez serious? I mean, I I don't think he's evil. I don't think he's a bad person. I've said this a million times. I think his heart's in the right place. It's like the, the book where he says that you know they brought us to the Premiership after such a long exit and you know being in in away from the Premiership was like, well, Tony, you brought the club in the Premiership, big man. Um, it's kind of that. Just so wants to be loved. It's yeah. it's, and I think it's killing him. But you yeah, never I mean, buy a football club a, if you want to be loved. Never well, ever just, buy a football club. He's just making himself a comedy figure. I mean, uh, my, my, my mate Ben made me laugh and he said, uh, as soon as I see TF has tweeted, my first reaction is, what's biggest dick has tweeted now? Who? <laughs> 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 not, not very, not, uh, it's Monty Python. <laughs> I, I, I got it. It's just quite brief. Um, <laughs> that's all. I, do you know what? I don't think he's the world's worst chairman, but he's got a long way to go. And he's got a lot, the short term thing is like, well, no, we live in the 90 minutes. That's football. I know what people are saying that, you know, if we win, we think we're going to be world champions. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to storm the league, yada, yada, yada. If we lose, that's it. Hell, hell, you know, hell waits us. It's going to be awful. Neither is true. But it's them 90 minutes and people are going to Rangers to be entertained and they're not being entertained. And that's the biggest thing that we're having for next season. If we want to... Walk-up prices, I think, are ridiculous. They're way too high. If you want to bring a family to QPR now... It's way too expensive. Season tickets could be looked at again. The, the scheme the club did do of the, the interest-free was brilliant. and But we've got to look at walk-ups. Yeah, we've it's got to sort do of false economy, really, because I can understand you, you have to have the tickets at a certain price because you need the revenue. But then if, no, if 3,000 people, 4,000 people aren't filling those seats, then you're getting diddly squats. So. The thing is that the casual sale is, is falling right off, and that's why we're getting you know, 14, 14, 15,000 yeah, for it, most it, games, and, and half, half doesn't seem like half the season ticket holders are turning up. To be honest, yeah, but they yeah. just get counted in the numbers automatically. Yeah. But it, well, they won't next season, though, will they? If they don't turn up. Yeah, it, it's going to yeah. be a problem too because if as the season ticket base erodes, you will have to rely more on the walk-up sales to, mm. to generate the revenue. So if that base is declining, and the prices are too expensive to dis- and they're discouraging people from coming, it it could cause a, a revenue. Uh, crisis uh, next year so they may I think they'll probably reduce the walk-up prices because they're they're not going to get as much from season ticket revenues I've got an idea it's not a very good one but it's a nice idea why don't they throw in a free shirt with every family seal for the kids just something simple something we all know shirts are massively marked up for what the real value is 
Just throw in a shirt with the kids. Show some willingness. Say to people, we're not like them locked down the road and think we're, we're a proper football club. We look after our own. Throw a shirt in. Do something that... Do some to give give the fans back something for showing their loyalty in in renewing the season tickets. It might help. Who knows? I mean, certainly if I was a kid, I would love that. I think everyone would. Right, we're, we're running out of time, and um, at this point, David Fraser is banging his head off the table. Yeah. So because he thinks that everyone in the commute is, is given up by this point. Bristol City, have you made some? Chris, I've got to ask you. Are you making notes or are you writing lyrics? I'm a bit confused. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've written a song especially for you, mate. Oh, Have you? Uh, yeah. No, what, not yet, but... Squinty, uh, yeah. Squinty Strikes Again? S- Squint Eastwood, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Um, Go on. Uh, what, what do you want? You want your R's end or do you want Bristol City predictions? Or are we, are we... Mm, shall we do R's end? Do R's end then. Very, very quick R's end. Uh, well, two... Um... I hadn't forgot about that at all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, first of all, I quite like the gallows humour uh, at 3-0 down after half the fans had gone. Um, and rather than rather than the usual booze and and and, and bile, basically, um, the, you know, everyone started chanting. There was th- there was literally three blokes left in the Q block who were singing "We're the Q block," uh, and a particular highlight was the bloke who took his top off and waved it over his head, leading the "Let's pretend we've scored a goal" song, which I quite like. And also Pissgate as well, which was uh, <laughs> which was a bit weird. The for- the uh, mm. I keep Forest, I? the Middlesbrough fan who uh, is it the red kick, Chris? Is it Thornia? Yeah, it must be. Okay. But the Middlesbrough fan who apparently nicked um, Smithy's yeah, bottle, peed in it, and then threw it back, Gross. which was pretty weird. But I just think, I mean, they they, they t- took the piss out of us all afternoon. Oh, so it's oh, only yeah, fair yeah, they yeah, gave yeah. some back. <laughs> he, uh, he, he, he went there. Uh, he went, uh, apparently, he's been arrested. Has he? Yeah. Good. Seriously. Yeah, Chris, I mean, you you really bottled that joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> please keep, <laughs> please do not give up on this podcast. Yeah. Stay with us. Right. And, um, and I actually think that's one of the most disgusting things I've ever actually seen at Loftus Road. Yeah. There's been a few, but that is that is pretty stupid. Yeah. Okay, that's I hate it. things like that. Makes football fans look so stupid. Next, Steve says, "I want your R's end." <laughs> <laughs> there you go, right, big we man. That very often. Yeah. There's uh, come back to me. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll give kind of one and a half uh, on the point that you guys were discussing earlier about Furlong. I actually didn't think he had a had a bad game, and I, I just am so frustrated because. I thought Robinson had a good game, but Robinson was at fault for the third goal. So I really don't care that Furlong may have made a mistake on the first goal. He's a young player. He needs time to develop. Just because he makes one or two mistakes does not mean that he needs to get so much abuse yeah, on well social said. media. So that, well that needs to stop because he's developing, and I think he actually is a good good prospect. Um, but the second thing was I I was in New York uh, last Saturday, and I watched the match with the QPR. Which is weird because you're from New Jersey, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but I, I watched the match with uh, the QPR uh, New York City fan group, and I was, it was really a, an incredible experience uh, meeting these guys, some of them who, who come commute from outside of the city uh, for a match that starts at 10 a.m. local time. And uh, there, there were a few blokes who I met. One was just getting into football. It was his first match with the QPR NYC group. Um, there was a guy named Tom who who goes to all of the who who organizes everything. Thanks, uh, about Anthony. Really, really great guys. And I, I was telling them it's funny when we watch matches in London that start at three p.m. and we lose a difficult match. How how depressing it is for the rest of the day, and it kind of makes you want to go to sleep. These guys wake up at 
ten, watch a match at 10 and their whole day could be ruined. So Oof. respect to these guys. And they were saying for the 12 o'clock matches that they're basically their entire day is ruined if oh, we have a bad, no. have a bad match. But, <laughs> I think they'd be brilliant. They've been a real success story. And I think it's, an, it's, yeah, it's amazing. It's a, it's a great group. And, and I think anyone who goes to New York, if you go when there's a match, definitely, definitely drop by and, and uh, respect them because they really have put together something very impressive uh, in New York. And the rest of the globe need to step their act up. Why don't we have more in Melbourne, Perth, uh, Boston, you know, oh, you know, the whole world. Let's, we should have a QPR group in every country, and then we could just talk to them rather than talking about the damn game. Get yeah. someone on the podcast every week from Venezuela or El Salvador or anywhere, Cuba. Oh, God, I've got that right left-wing road here. Yeah, <laughs> there's a surprise. Yeah. No, or, you know... And it, it's amazing because you're right. They make a hell of a commitment. And um, the New York guys, I think they're fantastic. I love the flag. I love the merchandise they do. They're a real success story. Sorry, Rahul, is that you? Yeah, that, that have you got yeah. more? No more. No Paul, more? Let's, let's hear yours then. Um, well, I, <laughs> my Oz end, actually, is, is pretty short and simple. No. It is. I hate to tell you this, lads, but no. it is. It's very short and simple. And it's basically... I go into QPR on Saturday. I realise how much QPR means to the community still. And I keep banging on about it. And I'll keep banging on about it until it happens. We need to do more around Loftus Road to let the world know we exist. We need something in Westfield. We need something in Shepherd's Bush. We need some things up. We need to announce ourselves. Um, because we've got information people walking around the ground telling people where to go. They should know where Loftus Road is. Because we should be the centre of Shepherd's Bush every Saturday when we're playing. So the club need to do more of their marketing. The club need to get us out there because <coughs> our, a lot of people link to Shepherd's Bush's family because of the pricing of London and everyone being moved out and everything else. A lot of it is because our mothers, our fathers, our brothers, our sisters, our uncles, our aunties, whatever took us to, to QPR. And um, it's our last link to the area. So what I'd like to see is reclaim the area. When you're going down to Rangers, it, 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 it upsets me to see people in Arsenal shirts and Chelsea shirts and Tottenham shirts going to play five-a-side. They're 30 yards away from a fantastic football club. You know, we need to get the, the message out there. Come to Rangers, enjoy yourself. And um, maybe that goes back to chicken and egg of football, brings in fans or whatever. But the atmosphere needs to be better as well. And that was my R's end. Sing up more, give youth a chance. And when Chris band play a gig we're going to go down there no. and absolutely abuse him no uh, uh, the, 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 any any gigs which probably won't they'll probably set me by then there, there will be would no, you like to play Loftus Road there will be no announcement <laughs> you could probably get into Free Ours uh, I probably probably wouldn't sell out one, yeah. of, the, one of the toilets in the uh, in the key block mate to be honest right gone on night yep. Bristol City Bristol oh, oh, oh you will have Steve I didn't realise you hadn't done yours no, I hadn't well, you kind of missed your chance. Uh, Go on then. Okay. No, it's a quick, it's a quick one. I just wanted to say uh, well done to the um, QPR and Community Trust for their work with. It's called Forever Friends. I think it's a great oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for uh, some of our older supporters that they put together. And I noticed that they had an event at Loftus Road a couple of days ago. I did last week with uh, Mark Lazarus was there and Andy Sinton and a couple of other QPR oh, legends. I think it was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I just think it's really nice that kind of stuff that, that the it's club back does. Back to my point, um, and it, the, the club doesn't always get the the um, kudos that it should get. So uh, that stuff really makes a big difference, and it's great to see our club doing that. Well, it's nice because the fan zone's brilliant. 
they sent Paul Smith down there on Saturday. By all accounts, it was it was brilliant, and you know, he's a, he's only a kid himself, so he he can inspire kids to do things. Right, Chris. Yeah. You're um, right. You're still yeah. with us. You're, you're right. I'm, I'm convinced he's writing lyrics. No, I'm it's not. Gonna, it's going to be like you know, like you, you go on Twitter and you see the classical turn of say Robert Smith's handwritten lyrics to Lullaby. It'll be Chris Charles' handwritten lyrics. Jeez, to I, I really, I don't know why you couldn't be unguarded. I don't know why I even said anything. Um, yeah. so, so, Chris, Bristol City. What's your concerns and what's your hopes? Um, well, I'm just going to give a score prediction. Um, go on. I, I, I think uh, I do like their gifts, but I, unfortunately, I think we might be seeing a couple of theirs and uh, they're Please really don't. good ones, and maybe one of our not quite as good one so 2-1 to them I hope we don't try and be as funny as them because you know it'll just go completely wrong yeah <laughs> um, yeah I think we're going to struggle uh, I'd love us to beat them because obviously we had a bit of a rivalry with them when we were the year we got promoted from the third tier and I probably sound like I'm, a, I'm from Brazil myself and I'm not actually um, but I would love to just beat them so uh, I'll, I'll go draw 1-1 one, one. Pierre, keep your fans for regional access. Who'd have thought? Um, Rahul. Yeah, I, I think they'll <laughs> they'll have a lot taken out of them playing playing tonight. Uh, so I think they'll. I think we'll. I think we'll edge it. Actually, I think continuing with the up and down nature of the season, I think we'll we'll win this one two one. Yeah, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> Do not abuse our guests, Steve. <laughs> they have every right to come on this podcast and say whatever. Have you been drinking? <laughs> Do you know what? It would be so QPR to do that, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, they, they, they could probably beat Man with matches carried on now. We don't know how it's going. It could be going very well. They could win tonight. Hopefully, it'll go in the extra time. Hopefully, they'll get a couple of players sent off, you know, and we turn up there Saturday and pull the carpet right underneath their feet and um, go away with three points. Because basically, we have got to get, is it 17 points, Rahul, do you reckon? What's our safety target, do you reckon? Probably like I think, 51, 52, I think we'll be safe. I think 55. I don't know why, but I think it could be higher this season because everyone seems to be beating each other. Uh, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Do you think so? Yeah. I think we'll be all right. I think we'll yeah. scrape it, but I think it might be close again. And who are you going to pin your hopes on for next season's big success story? Ezzy and, and Smith up front. Furlong making his, his, his place at right back. I mean, that's progress. That's when you can say the club's doing the right thing and we're actually, we've actually progressed. You know, when everyone talks about progress, is it next season where we've got these youth team players, Chris, in the first team squad? I know you want to write lyrics, but you're going to have to answer this question before we go. Is then, have we made the progress the club's so desperately striving for? Sorry, I missed the question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Can Steve answer it? Rahul, uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I th- I think if we just get to the end of the season in the league without in the same division without actually buying any more players and have a, a situation where we can actually get a few players in the summer, we can revisit the Holloway question. We can revisit all that. But I'm just thinking about the end of the season. To be honest yeah. with you, I think I think we have got to get to the end of the season and stick it out with Holloway. That will probably probably annoy some some people listening right now, but. I just, I just don't see the, the the value in the wisdom in turning it all upside down. I think we probably will have enough to stay up, and let's do it in the summer when it, you know, there's a lot more time to be considered about it. Good man, right, everyone, be wise on Twitter, be thoughtful on Twitter, but be loving to each other because we are QPR. Come on, Rangers, let's do it on Saturday. Chris Charles, as always, great to see you again, big man. Fabulous to see you too, Pete. I, and I, you know. I'm doing a rock and roll sound to you here, big man. Wish yeah. you well. <laughs> I can't wait to see this oh, band Lord. play live. Steve says, always a pleasure to have you on, Thank fella. You. 
And you? um, your wisdom is always so, so, so wonderful. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and um, hopefully, I, I want to get you and Tony Fernandez together for a coffee one day. I'd pay to see that. <laughs> well, you. Just to see Let me <laughs> On the other hand, um, Rahul. Brilliant. I'm, I'm well done for going to New York and, and, and enjoying the crack out there and coming back and tell us all about it. And hopefully one day we can have some of the New Yorkers in here yep, talking on this very podcast. Definitely. Oh, one last thing I forgot to mention. I do apologise. Who's young and up to speed on things? Ah, Rahul. What the hell's esports? Uh, we, won, we won a game with esports, yeah. Before we forget, what? I don't. It's on the website. I'm like, what is it? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not sure. Well, but it's FIFA, I, yeah. isn't it? It's FIFA 18. Oh, it's FIFA. All right. On that note, everyone, rest well. <laughs> Enjoy Bristol. Sing up. Be proud. Be QPR.